Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. We got some work to do. This is the Advanced Scout with Tom Offerman and Matt Williamson. Steelers coming off a big win against the Cincinnati Bengals in which the offense came to life. Finally, breaking that 400-yard threshold, Arizona comes to town now for the first of two straight games at Acrisure Stadium. The Cardinals are limping in with a 2-10 record after losing to the Los Angeles Rams. And, Matt, the Cardinals are 0-6 this season on the road. Uh, They've lost those games by a combined 80 points. They've lost their (laughs) last two games by a combined 115 points. I mean, this very may well be the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, they're right to the bottom of the list. I mean, many, uh, many of us thought that before the season started, this was the front runner to get the first overall pick, and uh, they probably won't quite achieve that lofty goal with with <laughs> the Patriots out there in Carolina and some other strugglers. But as you mentioned, they've been outscored by 115 points. They're terrible on the road. They don't win many games, but at least Kyler Murray's back. Yeah, I guess that's a little silver lining for Cardinals fans. You can see what you got in your quarterback or if you need to move on. Uh, this is a stat that really jumps out to me, Matt. The Steelers and Cardinals ranked 23rd and 24th respectively on third down conversions this season, but the Steelers' defense is 14th in that category, getting off the field on third down, while Arizona's is dead last, allowing 47% of third down attempts to convert. Love hearing that, especially after the Steelers got their mojo going on those third down conversions, going 8 for 17 last week. Yeah, great call. I mean, to be honest, I mean, just as an overview, the offense has some name players starting with Kyler Murray and is a little bit dangerous. You look at the defense, though, and it's really lacking talent. And they're playing some young guys, but, I mean, their next couple off seasons are going to be to building that defense, and it really shows up on third downs without question. Yeah, we'll get into the defense first in just a second, but as always, set the table with some series history. This is a series that began in 1933 with the Pittsburgh Pirates edging out the Chicago Cardinals 14-13. to Those versions of these franchises matched up five more times before Pittsburgh changed their name to the Steelers. The Chicago Cardinals became the St. Louis Cardinals starting in 1960. In 1988, the Steelers took on the Phoenix Cardinals. Since that, Cardinals win. It has been the Pittsburgh Steelers versus what we all know them now, the Arizona Cardinals. Pittsburgh leads the all-time series 35-23-3, including a victory in Super Bowl 43, one of the greatest Super Bowls ever played. Pittsburgh has a four-game winning streak going and have won six of the last seven. Mike Tomlin is 4-1 and one against Arizona, a team that you don't see very often, but a team that the Steelers dominate when they do see them, especially recently. Yeah, again, it's not a very common opponent, of course, but they don't have a very storied history of winning or Super Bowls or even playoff appearances, no matter what city or you know, where they've, they've shown right. up in over the years, you know. Looking at that Cardinals defense, which is pretty nameless, to be honest with you. I mean, Buda Baker's probably yeah. the one that jumps out and people might recognize. But other than that, you'd be scratching your head to find somebody that's universally known. Uh, 421 yards of total offense for the Steelers last week, Matt. The Cardinals give up a lot of yardage, but what I'm looking at is they give up the second most points per game in the NFL at 26.8. 
yardage was nice, but the next step in that Steelers offensive evolution is putting points up on the board, and the Cardinals certainly don't offer much resistance in that category. No, they don't. I mean, scanning the depth chart, people might remember Zaven Collins was a oh, first Oh, yeah, that's a good pick, call, yeah. But, I mean, he's still struggling, though, to really find a footing in this league. You mentioned Buda Baker. Buda Baker, he's the leader on that side of the ball. They gave him money, but other than those two, it is definitely hard to find, and you're right. I mean, the Steelers now are do much better in plays run, time of possession, two areas that are not cardinal strengths, as you can imagine. Third down, now it needs to be red zone points, things of that nature, and we'll see. I mean, this is a good opponent to keep that rolling. The Cardinals' defense allows 5.5 yards per play, but 5.7 yards per play over their last three games, and they surrendered 6.9 yards per play against the Rams last week. 457 total yards of offense put up by Los Angeles. Uh, looking for just a, a calling card for this defense, and I had to look hard, Matt, but I guess yeah. they do about an average job of getting after the quarterback. They have 2.7 sacks per game. That's right around league average, but there's no like star doing it. They don't have anyone with more than five sacks this season, but there's 13 different players that have recorded at least a sack this year. So they can at least put a little bit of pressure on your quarterback. Yeah. And it's funny. You said the word pressure. They're low in the league in terms of pressure rate, Oh, okay. but they're at least middle of the road, give or take with sacks, but they don't have a sack master by any stretch. And, as you said, it's been a group effort. It's, it's not like, well, certainly, you know, Miles Garrett's coming to town. We got to stop him. I mean, it's hard to find a guy to single out that is their best sack guy, you know. Uh, listening to Coach Tomlin's press today, we record this on Tuesdays. He was talking about how that defense throws a lot of different looks at you throughout the game. But he, you know, in the way that Tomlin would say it, it was kind of couching just because they have to, because there's just no one there. There's no star. There's nothing to really yeah. build around. And he mentioned that you might see a lot of five-man fronts, and it might be difficult to double-team out of those five-man fronts from the Cardinals' defense. Uh, that shouldn't shy the Steelers away from anything as far as running the football. The Cardinals are very weak against the run. Just because they might put an extra guy up front, don't shy away from riding what's been giving you this nice couple of games offensively. Yeah, well said. And they... I mean, their head coach was the defensive coordinator for the Eagles, and the Eagles are notorious, famous, whatever, for their five-man fronts. But I don't see <laughs> These Graham aren't the same five-man fronts, yeah. <laughs> Different men, yes, exactly. Uh, only the Commanders and Jaguars give up more second-half points per game than Arizona, and over the past three games, the Cardinals are last in points allowed in the first half of games. But only the Giants and Patriots are producing fewer first-half points than the Steelers this year. Again, hopefully a new lease on life for the Steelers' offense. Maybe they can spark some more points, but it is nice to see that they're bad in the second half, Arizona's defense, because we know that's been Steelers' consistency all year long. Yeah, they're pretty much bad everywhere. Um, I, I don't know what to think of Steelers' first half versus second half now. I mean, these I'm not ducking the subject, but as all our listeners know, I mean, there's a new coordinator for Pittsburgh, so it's a little bit different to judge. You know, you can't just judge the one game. And Kyler Murray's only been here for three games for Arizona. So all I'm saying is there's been recent wholesale changes to both offenses. Looking at that Arizona offense, which got wholesale change with Kyler Murray returning, like you said, uh, they averaged 4.9 yards per play, but over the last three games, they're averaging 5.3. So there's a little uptick from Kyler Murray jumping into the lineup, but they're still getting outscored, like we mentioned, in the past couple games by 115 points with their opponents. 
So Kyler Murray's an upgrade for sure, but he's you know not going to be Hercules lifting this entire team up on his shoulders. Exactly, exactly. And it's really an evaluation period for him if they were to fall into the real early pick in the neighborhood of looking at quarterbacks. You know, do they want to go young and maybe trade Kyler? He's a big contract that they signed recently. He's coming off the injury, but you wouldn't notice it by the way he runs. He's still very active, agile, you know, flies around the field. And he's a high-end talent. I mean, it's it's easy to forget that he was once the first overall pick. Of course, he's smaller, but he gives them a chance for, you know, for, for certain. I mean, he is a dangerous, dangerous, talented football player. Yeah, Arizona was throwing the ball 58.3% of their offensive plays, which is about league average, but it's been up to 63.7 lately. I mean, that's just you want to get the ball in your best player's hands as much as yeah. you possibly can. Uh, and speaking of someone shutting down the other team's best option in the passing game, Joey Porter Jr., I think, deserves some flowers, Matt, because of what he's done to De- mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, and now Jamar Chase. I mean, that box score is so deceiving. You know, those tip passes, he takes those for like 50 yards and two catches. He has a four-catch, 81-yard day against Joey Porter Jr., some might think. That was really more like a two-catch, 30-yard day. A really impressive against the best receiver he's faced. Granted, handcuffed receiver without his usual quarterback. Yeah, 100%. Um, I didn't know if they would have him travel with Chase nearly as much as they did, which is a huge compliment to the rookie, obviously. Yeah. It's something I think, Matt, you'd like to see, right? Like you were welcoming that. Yeah. I mean, they have been a left-right team, but if you get a special player in terms of their corner alignment, if you get a special player and you can get away with that against someone as talented as Chase, that's an unbelievable compliment. Marquise Brown's the best guy, obviously, for sure, on Arizona's passing game. Much different, though. I mean, he's very small, very fast. I mean, Porter's much bigger than him, much longer. I would think he travels again, but we'll see. Um, it's funny. I got a tweet the other day from probably a Steeler fan, but and, and I hadn't thought of it in this light, but maybe people should start thinking it this way. That And the tweet was, hey, Matt, what's the difference between – Porter's rookie season and Sauce Gardner's last year, with the exception of Porter took a couple of games till he really started taking over. And maybe that's the light we need to start thinking of this guy in. Ooh, you, you always hate it's, to set those high expectations like that. Yeah. It seems to be unfair to some players, but you're right. I mean, week in and week out, if he's going to have passer ratings against and, you know, completion percentages against that he does and shut down these premier receivers in the league, yeah. There's no reason that you can't think about it in that same light. Um, you mentioned yeah. Hollywood Brown. You don't know if he's – this isn't a team that really warrants him to follow a specific person around. One person that Tomlin talked about a lot today, though, was Rondell Moore and just how creative they mm. will use him. Not bringing him up saying, well, Joey Porter Jr. is going to go take him on one-on-one. Different kind of receiver in Moore. They're going to hand him the ball off a lot. They're going to do a lot of interesting things with him. Uh, is he someone that you look at that could be a potential game breaker? And again, we're stretching really hard to find potential game breakers for this team. Yeah, I, I like the player. Um, extremely fast. He's also very small, and he is got some small receivers. Rather, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is they they are undersized, but they have speed. Um, they'll hand him the ball behind the line of scrimmage. They'll give him bubble screens. You know, he is scary with the ball in his hands, but he's not a traditional route runner. You know, Brown does more of that stuff. Uh, Wilson's another young guy he missed last week as a good young receiver. But all in all, it's a good group. It's a fast group, but it's not a big physical group, that's for sure. 
Trey McBride in the tight end spot became a full-time starter in Week 8, and yeah. since then he's averaging six receptions, 70 yards per game. Uh, he now has 25 targets from Kyler Murray in those three games. Uh, he's definitely become a threat and someone that Kyler Murray has favored in the offense. I'm a big Trey McBride fan, and he's come on like gangbusters, really. Like, so that's something that Arizona should really be excited about, in my opinion. Um, he was... There wasn't a first-round tight end drafted a year ago, but he was the first tight end off the board in the second round. And even when Zach Ertz come back, comes back, I think that McBride will be a feature player for them. And he's pretty enticing. I mean, a good young tight end. Yeah, no doubt. And then what about our old friend James Conner, local kid, coming back home to Akershire Stadium? Uh, just 27 yards on the ground last week, but he's pretty much the same running back that we remember here. Um, has been a little bit more... Lucky in the injury department since moving to Arizona has been yeah. able to play a little bit more, but physical runner, if he gets to the second level, he can do a lot of damage and he has the nose for the goal line. Yeah. Maybe he's even had a better career in Arizona than he did here. And he was a quality stealer, as we know, um, catches the ball. Well, tough coming off an injury though, this past week, he wasn't featured as he had been in the past. I mean, he has a, a very large, uh, rushing share basically through his career with Arizona. They give him the ball a lot and don't really decide, you know, get away from him. But last week it was kind of a group effort. They picked up Michael Carter from the Jets, and he's kind of an interesting third down back they have too. Offensive line, they were a team that took a tackle this year, Matt, in this loaded tackle class. Uh, 23rd pick in the first round with Paris Johnson Jr. at right tackle. How's the line hold up in general, and how's he been playing as a rookie? He's good. I, I think he's going to be a franchise-type offensive tackle for them that they expected. Humphreys is the other tackle. He's been a pretty good player for them as well. Um, the interior's weaker. You know, I mean, there's Will Hernandez, Fro Holt, uh, Tristan Cologne. Certainly not household names. Uh, I think that you know Kyler's going to be under a lot of interior pressure. I'd be I'd be shocked if they have much success moving Cam Hayward, Benton, Ogan Joby off the spot in the run game as well. Before we get to uh, our key matchups here, Matt, in the game, one little hat tip I want to give to the Steelers defense. In their past five games, they've given up just, or excuse me, past seven games, they're allowing just 15 points per game. And if you look right now, they are fifth in the NFL as far as scoring defense is concerned. That is yeah. an elite statistic for this defense. Absolutely is. I mean, what they've been doing the last almost two you know, two months, give or take, has been really, really good. It's not like they've been playing you know, weak opponents. I know there's some backup you know, quarterbacks in there as well, but that, that long of a stretch, this defense is really coming around, and you would hope, and it seems quite possible, that Minka Fitzpatrick will be in the mix this week. Yeah, we can only hope so. It's uh, long overdue for him to return in the lineup. All right, looking at our key matchups in Cardinals and Steelers, the first one, Arizona quarterback Kyler Murray versus Steelers linebacker Alandon Roberts. Alandon Roberts and even Michael Walker in the past week have looked decent in replacing Holcomb and Quan Alexander. Uh, Roberts was a part of that trio to begin with, too, but he's really stepped up, and now he's definitely going to have his hands full with a mobile quarterback, the most mobile quarterback the Steelers will see other than Lamar Jackson. Yeah, 100%. And I think Roberts has played extremely well when he's been thrust into a every snap role, which is exactly what he did this past week. Never came off the field once. Downhill thumper has been great against the run, especially the you know the inside run stuff. Now I wonder, you know, will his average foot speed translate well with Murray in the open field? 
Probably not. I mean, that's going to be a problem for him. You're not going to want him spying Murray. But it, it is an interesting setup as well as guarding McBride in the middle of the field too. And our final matchup, Steelers offensive tackles versus Cardinals edge Dennis Gardeck. Not a household name, Matt. I like you going with a deep cut nah. here for the folks at home. Yeah, efficient. I mean, he doesn't play every snap. He plays really hard. He's a good player that no one knows about. Seems to get key sacks for them. I think he's their best pass rusher, but I'll be honest, it wasn't easy to grab a Cardinals name to highlight here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. That defense is uh, pretty yeah. nameless. And again, second most points per game allowed in the NFL yielded by that Cardinals defense. So hopefully the Steelers add on to their yardage outburst with maybe, is it greedy, Matt, to say a 30-point outburst from the offense? Maybe we should just say over 24. Wow. Over 24. Let's just play it safe. Yeah, I think we'd all take that right now. You know, midweek, would you take 24 points or door number two? I think I'd take 24 points out of this offense because I don't see Arizona getting to 24. <laughs> Not against this defense, that's for sure. That'll no. do it for us today. Thanks, as always, for giving us a listen. Steelers Cardinals, 1 o'clock at Acrisure Stadium. Our local coverage starts on DVE at 9 a.m. For Matt Williamson, I'm Tom Opperman. This has been the Advanced Scout. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.